recording. Me too. Cool. All right. And welcome to Some Guy's Art House Movie Guide, the competing podcast to our other podcast no one is listening to. <laughs> uh, where I... What, what actually am I doing? I, we... <laughs> You appreciate movies. Yeah. You just want to understand them better or l- help you learn to understand movies better. Yeah. And I'm Anton, by the way. And this is Anton. I'm Chris. Uh, yes. I mean, I've seen movies, but you've seen a lot more than me. Mm-hmm. And I oftentimes don't understand what the movies are trying to say. Okay. So my hope was that you could uh, give me at least some explanation of a Show me a movie, give me a, have me watch it, and then I have a lot of questions, and you can maybe help answer them. Okay, great. And I did show you a movie. <laughs> you did show me a movie. <laughs> and I apologize, uh, because I, I hadn't seen the movie. So we watched um, Michael Haneke's Benny's video, Yeah. which I remember, and when I thought of this, I was like, oh, this will give us a lot to talk about. It's got a lot of things going on. He's a really interesting filmmaker. And I hadn't seen the movie in a few years. And as soon as that first scene starts, like even before they, you know, execute the pig. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I remember what happens now. It all just like flooded it. like, uh, Like I just remembered everything about this movie and i'm like (laughs) i'm sorry anton (laughs) yeah i guess we should probably give a warning um if you're gonna watch this movie and what we talk about the things are very graphic yeah and if yes well i mean we're gonna spoil this movie too so if you haven't seen it but that's why we tell people last episode to watch it for this episode okay so they should have uh, so our one listener, Josh, should have already have seen the movie before he listens to it. Oh, you don't have your your nephew James listening? I don't think he's going to be interested in this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Con- I don't think he's a big Michael Haneke fan. Well, you know, I'm not I sure about his thoughts on either. Austrian <laughs> filmmakers. Oh, okay. Well, we'll. I mean, we can talk about it. Yeah, I have a lot of opinions about this movie, but I'm hoping you do too. Oh yeah, I got a lot of opinions. Um, I guess we should get into just the movie itself. A yeah. little background. Um, this is a film made by Michael Haneke, who is a very well-known, prestigious director. Uh, he's made movies such as Funny Games, The Piano Teacher, uh, The White Ribbon, Amour. Uh, he's got a pretty wide filmography and he is, uh, highly regarded in, I guess the art house world. Um, mm. this is his second movie, part of a unofficial, like, I think Glacier trilogy. I think it's something called something. It's translated in something else, but, Cause the uh, pace so this is, is slow. Yeah. Uh, all of his movies are like that though. So I yeah. guess this is just the a glacier now but i actually i think it refers to how um violent uh acts are like a tri- like how they kind of occur and build up like it's very much of a slow moving thing rather than like it just happens um mm-hmm. because the other two movies of this are kind of in a similar range it's just different topics um, but he's, this was his second film. He wasn't really, I, I think funny games that he made this like not the next one, but the one after that's what he kind of became known for. Um, and he is very known for movies that depict really violent acts uh, but he has his reasons, and he also has his techniques of how he does it. So that's a little mi- background on Michael Haneke. Anton, I guess we'll just dive right into it since we did make you watch this. Yeah. What was your first impression? <laughs> well, they they lead right into this. You're watching like a 
a camcorder video of a pig being uh, a very large pig being dragged somewhere and then eventually the what is that device called it's uh you know the thing from no country it's uh yeah the pig killer yeah it it just shoots a metal rod really quickly and retracts yeah yeah and it's it, how they humane well quote unquote humanely slaughter livestock and animals and i've pigs. always wondered about that like sure if you get shot in the head or whatever mm-hmm. you're gonna fall down and not move anymore but does that mean right. you're not feeling things or is it just you can't control your body to express that you're in terrible pain I'm not Might sure. Depend. They'd have to ask someone that's had it done to them. Yeah, and they'd have no way to let you know because <laughs> that part of their body doesn't work anymore. Uh, it's a good thing that you're already a vegetarian before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was another thing. It's pretty clear to me that they killed a real live pig on film for this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which it's not like no animals were harmed in the making of this but... movie kind of thing. It it could have also have been a thing like that. It, they they could have been documenting something that was already going to happen regardless. Yeah, possibly. Like so, they could have gone to a pig farm and like, oh, are you gonna kill any pigs? We need a cool shot for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyways, keep going. So the it's not the, the pig dying that's the difficult part. It's the pig squealing and like being really unhappy about right. it. Up until the point where it gets killed. Well, how would you feel? I felt <laughs> like I don't want to watch this okay. right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I, that scene came on, I totally got like I, I just thought, I'm sorry, <laughs> Anton, and I know he's not gonna like this movie at all. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm not. I didn't. It's not that I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the movie a lot, and we can get into that. But it was, it was very hard to watch. Okay. Um, is that the big first impression? Is that this is going to be very hard to watch? Uh, I I honestly had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't even know it was going to be German. Um, I assume it's German. Yeah, he's Austrian? an Austrian filmmaker, but uh, I think he was born in Germany, and he's okay. made movies all over Europe. Got it. So, I mean, it opens with that pig being killed, and then you it's not that you just watch the pig being killed. He rewinds it. He plays it again. He rewinds it. He plays it again. You watch the pig die a bunch of times. You watch the pig die in slow motion. And it is interesting. It's interesting. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's like the moment the pig dies. And you see it, and <laughs> you see the moment right before when it's alive, and then you see the moment right after when it's not mm-hmm. alive anymore. And that's... It's, it's really... I don't know, disgusting, but like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So did you have any immediate reaction to what kind of kid is watching this and why? I didn't even know a kid was watching it until I don't know at what point you cut out and you see that it's a kid you, watching it. I, they don't actually make the correlation. I don't think. Okay. Um, you, I just assume, you know, when it gets to showing his video setup, which I think is really funny, like Michael Haneke thinks that kids that are into videos have these huge elaborate video setups. Well, maybe rich kids like that guy. Yeah, I guess rich. But that, yeah, it is like an upper middle class kind of thing. Um, you know, I just made the connection that this is, that was him, this was that, and he has the device that's yeah. Um, one thing to know is my wife Alyssa was going to watch this with me. Did she so, stop after the two minute mark? No, she stuck it through um, for oh, the wow. most part. She actually dropped off after all of the most difficult to watch parts. So she saw all the hard stuff. You know what? I because the second half gets a little slow. It does. And I, I mean, the whole movie's slow, but I mean, the second half really gets slow. So, like, to summarize the story structure of this, you see mm-hmm. the pig die. He, you, you learn a little bit about Benny. He goes and he watches his video. He's, mm-hmm. he's, it's a video store, I assume, he's going to, and he's renting yeah, videos. It's, yeah, he always goes to this one video shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and he sees a girl outside who he he noticed has has stood outside a lot and just stares in and, and watches videos and she's mm-hmm. roughly the same age as him they're both in high school i assume mm-hmm. yeah um, they're 14 he's 14 so okay i assume she's around the same age um uh, recapping is actually going to help me also note which things i want to go yeah. over with you but he takes her back to his place and this is where Alyssa immediately, when she, as soon as he's back at her place, she's like, this guy's a creep. I don't want to watch this movie. And I was well, like... She has very good instincts. She, she has incredibly good movie instincts. It's happened a lot where she'll just like spoil something and I'll be like, come on, just like watch it. Don't tell me what's going to happen. And she, she's very but good at I that. But I also think if you're, you know... A, a, a woman might know when not to go into someone's apartment <laughs> more yeah. than like a guy would. Yeah. So, oh, one thing we didn't cover is his sister has a party at their house mm-hmm. early in the movie. I don't remember if that's before or after the pig it's scene. It's before, or I mean that the pig scene is like it's it's its own standout in time. I think I don't really correlate it with the the events that happen in the movie. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember if it was before. I think you're right. It was I, I feel like it's more of a just uh, setting up an experience to how he kind of watches videos. Okay. I didn't know if there was more to take away there. So he, Benny, I assume, is recording a party that his sister is putting on at their house mm-hmm. with lots of his older sister. Maybe she's in college. Maybe she's past college and, and an adult. But she's got mm-hmm. a lot of adults and they're playing some kind of betting game of some sort. That mm-hmm. involves planes. I didn't understand yeah, was, the game. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what it was, but yeah, I feel like that stands for something. <laughs> Alyssa had a joke the whole time. She said, "I was like, what do you think that stands for?" And she said, "Symbolism." And I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing I'd ever heard. That's a pretty solid joke, Alyssa. <laughs> uh, because there was a lot of parts where I was like, "What are they trying to say here?" I'm, I'm surprised sure. that's one of the parts that you thought. I actually didn't even really think of that. Well, I feel like why include it unless it's trying to say something? I, I have my own, like, how I... The whole group party ties into a lot of what the movie is doing. But I just look at it as as more of, like, a bigger picture thing. Okay. Like, um, establishing... Get into, yeah, like, I can get into it later when we talk about the events, but... Um, you can keep going. Okay. So cutting back to where we were, he meets the girl at the video store. He takes her back to his, um, his, the house apartment he lives in with his, his two parents, mm-hmm. but they're gone. They're on a trip somewhere or out for the weekend. I don't know where they are. Maybe that was covered, but I missed it. Yeah. They're out of town for the weekend. Yeah. Okay. So. He's talking with the girl. They clearly have similar interests. She likes videos. She likes cartoons. They make her seem honestly blank in a lot of ways. Like, she doesn't have a lot going on. She said It sounds like she has some bad family um, situation I f- going on. I feel like it makes her sound normal. Like, I mean, or innocent. Like, the fact that she yeah. likes cartoons. She has siblings. You know how siblings, I get. I mean, I never had the experience, but like how siblings can be towards each other. Whereas he is an only child. I mean, not an only child, but he's a lot younger than his sister. So I feel like maybe there's a difference there. But Got it. But I got the impression that she had some kind of bad family life. She's, like, yeah. He asked her what she, about it, and she didn't really want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And she had said that the video store was an hour away from where she normally lives. Yeah which is a long walk. Uh, so all this, this whole time, Alyssa's like, I don't, this guy's a creep. I don't want to watch this. At one point he simulates, he's, he's doing charades and he's like, what am I? I'm on <laughs> a joke. subway. What? Yeah. The subway joke. Yeah. And then he gets down right real close with her, with his head, like almost between her legs. And, uh, he says, what am I now? And I think he said, I'm a dog on the subway. Mm-hmm. And then he, grabs her and tries to flip her over um, and pulls her out of the chair that she's in. And she's like, what the hell hell's going on? And he's like, I'm a police officer on the subway. And yeah. at that moment, Alyssa's like, this guy is a problem. You need to get out of there. 
Um, her her she has very good instincts. Alyssa senses tingling, and uh, then he shows her the video of the pig that we'd already seen. Um, yeah. And this movie does this a lot, where you're watching a video, like either you're seeing mm-hmm. the frame of a TV and you're watching right. a TV, or you're just seeing straight on like uh, the the whole frame will be the video. Mm-hmm. Done on the which I I'd like to talk more about. I wonder if yeah. that has any meaning to, to it. So at this point, he he reveals to her and the audience that he has the device from the video, and he was the one who took the video. And at that moment, I realized, oh, that's his mom and that's his dad in the video, which I didn't it didn't click for me the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he stole it from the far- he explains he stole it from the farmer. He loads it with whatever. I think it's like an air canister, right? Like, got it. That makes sense. Something. And because I think he, that's what it is. It's just like an inch of air that's just so pressured and it just retracts, or or it just moves the metal thing in front of it and retracts or something. Okay, that makes sense. Sounds like you've done a lot of research into this, and maybe I have done not. Later. And uh, well, I have mine right here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that you say this is one of your favorite movies of all time. I did not say that. <laughs> you did. You said it was like, oh, you said it was your fifth no, favorite director. Or it something. was no, he's one of my favorite directors. But actually, in terms of his movies, it's not. I mean, it might be number. It might be in my top five. I'm not sure, but uh, it's okay. definitely not one of the top. Film. Like I like his other movies a lot better, but yeah. So we get to the. In a, in a lot of ways, it's like the climax of the movie, and it's only a couple... It's not that very far into the movie. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. presses the device to her chest, or some her abdomen somewhere, and pretends he's going to shoot her with it. Then he hands it to her, and she's, like, nervous. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's really... What, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And he hands it to her, and she's like, no, I'm not going to... Like, she, she like, is reluctant and doesn't do anything, and he, he says, you're a coward, and he, and he does it again to her, and this time... Like, at this point, I was not expecting this. He pulls the trigger, and he shoots her with it. Uh, yeah. So she, which is really interesting, and I, I don't know if there's anything to it, he gives her the opportunity to, to actually kill him with it. And mm-hmm. if she had done that, she could have, I mean, she'd be a murderer herself. Um, but it's in, I wonder if there's anything to that in his psyche of like giving her the opportunity and because she didn't do it, he has no respect for her or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he just is playing with people uh, and he doesn't care and he's bored with life. I'm not sure what his motives are. He's clearly got something going on. She collapses to the ground, is crawling around screaming. This is the hardest part to watch. The mm-hmm. camera angle. When you, when we went into this movie, you said that the a lot of the violence is like off screen, kind of, or like it's you're distanced from it in a way. Yeah, yeah. So she's crawling around on the ground, mostly out of frame, mm-hmm. and you're now looking at the cam, what the camcorder is seeing, right. the video recording of it, and so the. And you can see that in the frame. You see, like, the TV in the frame and her crawling around, screaming. He reloads the thing, shoots her again. She screams. She's trying to get to the door, crawling around. She doesn't get out. He loads it one more time, tells her to quiet down. Like, like that's going to work. Like she's going to yeah, quiet it's down. Not, it's not a good scene. I mean, yeah. it's a very sad scene. It's a very yeah. disturbing scene. And then uh, he... Eventually ends her. Yeah. What's curious to me is why he didn't finish her off on the second shot. Um, Whether it was because of okay. he screwed up or because he well, just wanted there's to some keep screwing thoughts around. that kind of tie in with the major thing of it. Um, a big impression that like you're supposed to take away with it. Um, I mean, he's, he, Michael Honig is known for being very, uh, ambiguous, uh, or if anything, like 
leaving things open ended. Uh, so he like, was it really a thing he wanted to do in that situation, or was it a momentary detachment from reality? Got it. So, at that point, what are you thinking? Like, now are you doing this, and now are you going through with it? And then now, like, it's hard to understand someone's train of thought in that moment. It's so a really think, great call. Yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Um, that has to, I think that has to do with a lot of what this movie's about, is someone's sense of reality. I don't mm. know if we want to get into this now. Or do you want to keep recapping? Yeah, I'll be brief about the rest of the recap because yeah, because it, it kind of trails it's off. And slow. Then it, but then there's the end. So, so he he cleans up the body. He gets naked. He rubs himself in the blood. I don't know if he did anything sexual, but it didn't seem like it was covered. They with show that. the opposite. Actually, they show him pulling down her dress because yes. like her oh, dress had fallen call. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a part where Alyssa was like, I don't want to watch this. He's going to do something like that. But then he pulled down the dress and he had some weird ritual where he kind of cleaned up the blood, but not really. Alyssa was very upset about how poorly of a cleanup job he was doing because like (laughs) he wiped up a little bit and he dragged her and made more of a mess. You start going into um, movie mode like, oh, how do like now you have to like this event happened. Now you have to clean it up. Like you start thinking in terms of like very actionable steps now. Yes. But that's not what this movie's about. But keep going. Well, it was I found this very interesting. Because of the slow pace, you're really just kind of sitting with this murderer mm-hmm. through every step. It's not like they just like cut and oh it's cleaned up. It's like right. you you see how he spends his weekend after he does this. Yeah. I don't know why he gets naked, he rubs the blood around himself, but then his friend calls or whatever and he goes out for the night and hangs mm-hmm. out with him and sleeps over at his friend's house and it's mostly normal um yeah did they was he selling is he the drug dealer benny uh actually this isn't that wasn't clear i thought wasn't it cigarettes or was there drugs well he at one point there's a scene where they're like singing and they're passing drugs around and it looks like oh yeah uh some kind of prescription drugs i just feel like it's just the this is the social group of these children and like this is like how they turn that was another thing i didn't really look into much well when he's sleeping at his friend's house his friend's in a bunk bed and he's on the lower Mm -hmm. bunk and there's some feet kicking around on the top bunk and i think it was a female and Alyssa said did they roofie that girl and there's a girl on the bunk and maybe the friend had had sex with the girl or something i don't know it's not clear to me but then the next morning his he says can i borrow your computer science homework because i didn't do it right mm-hmm. so benny borrows his friend's notebook the next day in school uh i mean oh, he also goes and, t- and tries to talk to There's his sister yeah. also i did want to ask you um why do you think he gets a haircut And it's a, it's a big haircut. He has a lot of hair, and he just completely gets it buzzed. And then his father's upset. And this is before his father knows what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think one one interesting thing about being human is everything you watch, you you see it through the lens of your own experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was in high school, I read this book called The Stranger. Have you heard of The Stranger by yeah. Albert Camus? Mm-hmm. It, it made me think a lot about that book and it's, it's about this guy who kills somebody just for the, it's not even clear why he kills him. It's just like, he just killed him. And the guy just seems really bored. The movie, the book opens his mom. He got a letter that his mother's dead and he's just like, yeah, my mom's dead, whatever. And he doesn't care. He's just kind of like moving through life. He has a girlfriend who wants to get married and he's like, yeah, maybe I'll marry her because it's more, he's like, he's worried about being inconvenienced or whatever than anything else. And that's what I thought about with Benny is maybe he, it just seemed like maybe he, he was detached and doesn't feel things and was just doing extreme things to like maybe feel something. And ma- mm-hmm. that might be why he got the extreme haircut. Yeah. I'm not sure. 
but yeah, he does a bunch of other things on the weekend. Um, the homework piece I want to bring up and highlight because that, that I feel like was foreshadowing mm -hmm. because he borrows his friend's homework and then never gives it back. So when they're in school, the friend gets in trouble for not having done his own homework when he actually did do it and he gave it to Benny and then Benny hits him and knocks him out of the chair. Right. And it's, it reminds me of, um, you ever hear that parable of like the fox and the scorpion or whatever? No. Um, there's a scorpion that wants to get across a river and the, f and the fox is like, I'm not going to take you across the river. It's like an Aesop fairy tale or fable or something. It's like, I'm okay. going to take you across the river. You're a scorpion. You're going to stab me. And the scorpion's like, I'm not going to stab you. I need your help. And then he's, <laughs> they start swimming <laughs> across the river and the scorpion stabs him and it, in in the middle of the river and the fox is like why did you do that we're both gonna die and he's like i don't know i'm a scorpion well what, what can i say <laughs> yeah okay and yeah that's a good example it reminded me of of people are trying to help benny out and he mm -hmm. just like hurts them oh constantly through the movie like that's the, the whole thing yeah it's it's everyone's trying to give the best to benny he has this upper middle class life yeah he has all these things he get you know and it just, all it does is hurt. All he does is hurt people. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know why he does it. He, he clearly is that just has a his very nature? Yeah, I guess that's what my, I'm wondering with the scorpion mm -hmm. thing. Is, is that just who he is? That's a really good uh, analogy, yeah. Um, and I wonder if that, in the movie Driver... With Ryan Gosling, he has a scorpion mm -hmm. on his jacket. Actually, I think that's where I heard the fable was that movie. So oh, maybe you should, okay. should watch that again if you haven't. Um, so he he eventually he shows his parents the video. They're watching TV, and he just cuts to showing them the video, some of it, not all of it, but some of him killing the girl. And I didn't understand this part. Their reaction, I didn't know if it was bad acting or like good acting. And that's just how it's, someone would react to seeing that. Because his parents, his dad is usually like scolding him and yelling at him all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and his mom really doesn't speak much at all. And they just kind of watch it silently. And their reaction to it was really confusing. Because right off the bat, they were worried about their reputation. The dad was. The mom really didn't say much. Um and well, I thought the mom did a great job. She would, I, I feel like she was so blankly, like she had no idea how to even digest it. And then she would just kind of burst into these shivers and like her mouth would like. Yeah. I feel like that's a very more accurate representation than a kind of an over the, like, how could you do this? Like that's dramatic true. way. You know, so it's not like, it it's a not really a dramatic good... sense. I, I feel. Like, it could have spawned into this big dialogue, but it didn't. Um, yeah, I guess I, it's... Uh, what's interesting about the movie is I have no idea if I... It made me think if I had a kid and they were, like, a crazy person, how would I mm -hmm. feel? How would I feel if my kid showed me this? Yeah. And it, it really raises that question because it never would have crossed my mind otherwise mm -hmm. um, what I would do in that situation. And that was interesting. Parents immediately are talking about, like how can we clean up this mess and protect Benny? Yeah. They ask him a bunch of questions to confirm that nobody would have seen him do this so that they can mm -hmm. clean up after it. And they get, he gets no consequences. In fact, he gets rewarded. He gets a nice trip to he Egypt. Gets a trip, yeah. He gets to go on a trip. And this trip to Egypt is the slowest part of the movie. It's yeah. just him and his mom, which is, it made me reflect a lot about like how they were distanced from it. And it just felt like it was behind mm -hmm. them in a way. And I, I think it's supposed to be like a, uh, it's supposed to be slow in the sense that it's supposed to be like this thing is setting with you now. Got it. It reminded but, me a lot of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid where there's like all this action and then they like go on a vacation in the middle of the movie. Oh Yeah. And it was, it reminded me a lot of that. And I, cause I always thought that was such a weird thing in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. And they do in a couple, like, uh, have you ever seen seven psychopaths by Martin McKenna? Yeah. yeah. And like, it's a big 
plotty setup of a kid dog kidnapping and everything and then halfway through they just go out to the desert and hang out <laughs> yeah yeah but anyways so uh, he goes to egypt oh wait, you have a question oh no no just you could finish recapping i guess gotcha so he goes to egypt um his mom's making a lot of phone calls i assume back to the dad to check up on how things are going she's checking the newspaper a lot they're visiting, they're checking out different things in Egypt. She wants to go swimming quite often. She just constantly wants to go swimming. And it's like, hey, let's go swimming. Um, and Benny seems completely disinterested the whole time. Though at one point they show him making a funny face in one of the videos, which was like the most emotion he had ever shown mm-hmm. in the whole thing. Uh, and he mostly is just complaining about how hot it is, which reminded me a lot of The Stranger by Albert Camus because... When he killed the guy, he was just really hot, and he just like right. was just like, "Ugh, I don't want to be doing this anymore." Um, so they eventually. Oh, there's this one big part where the mom just breaks down. They're watching TV, and you're just sitting there, and she just breaks down and starts mm-hmm. crying. And I think he puts his arm on her or something. Like he shows a little bit of like, "Oh, I feel bad," but not really. He's mostly just like this empty person the whole time. Yeah. They go back. Uh, and I feel like the only big things that happen after that is he's going to bed. Or they show a scene where, like, he he goes to sing at the school and it's, like, kind of normal. Um, nobody has said anything about the girl ever. It's like nobody even knows that the girl died. Like, it mm-hmm. never... They keep showing the newspaper and that never shows up. I don't know if that was supposed to be some kind of metaphor that like nobody cared it's not clear to me Uh, because there was a lot of shots of newspapers that had no 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 indication of the girl being missing or dead Mm -hmm. uh there's a scene where his parents are kissing him goodnight and his dad says why did you do it and he said do what (laughs) (laughs) yeah and his dad said I don't even think his dad said anything. He's just like looks at him and he's like, you know, that thing. Yeah. (laughs) That horrific thing you just did. (laughs) Yeah. And he just kind of, he's a little uncomfortable about it. And it, it it feels like it reminded me a lot of like what I've heard about psychopaths or sociopaths where Mm -hmm. like they know, they understand human reactions enough to like be careful with how they act and what they say. Mm -hmm. And, it looked like he he was just kind of like judging his father's reaction and being like, I don't know. I just wanted to see what it was like or something like that. I don't even remember really what he said. Yeah. And then the pivotal point in the movie after that is we cut to, again, watching a TV screen this time of the converse. It's like the, you can clearly tell it's from inside Benny's room and it's mostly the recording of audio uh, but you see just the slit of his door mm-hmm. and it's cut back to a different perspective of a scene we saw earlier in the movie where the parents are discussing how to get rid of the body. And he basically frames his parents and doesn't show any indication that he was involved at all. Probably knows that he will get off scot-free. His parents are not going to turn him in. They're going to take the fall for him, I would assume. And we we zoom out a bit and we see that he's showing this video to the police. He he tells on his he says he what tells where his bastard. parents are. Yeah, he says where his parents are working. The police round them up. Last scene of the movie, uh, his parents are pulled into the police station and he's walking out and he says sorry, and that's it. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a downer uh it's yeah um but there are so there's some reasons why i picked this uh it's it's not really just to like show how miserable a terrifying event could be which that does do this (laughs) um but what i like about michael haneke is uh like why like a big part of his ethos is to make movies that uh, i guess counter typical uh Hollywood movies in its way that he that they try to manufacture emotional responses 
Mm. So like, uh, so like how a Hollywood movie would have done this would have been very glossed over and cut and like very plotted and very uh, tried to manipulate you on a completely different level uh, than what this movie is doing. Um, to to talk about that briefly, um, sure. I noticed there. Were, I don't think there was music in this movie except for when they went to Egypt. Yeah, I, there wasn't. He doesn't really put much music unless it's like within the world of what they're doing. Well, I, I feel like that goes to your point of like. Oh yeah, that's very manipulating it's, emotion. It's in like you know he doesn't change cameras like the camera doesn't move the pacing is what it is there's no he doesn't try to manipulate like because he feels that um the image itself is enough manipulation like that's why he said the uh like if he wants to disturb you or cause that feeling like that's why the scene where he murders her is so disturbing is not that is the fact that it happens off screen and it's just the audio because you see her head bobbing in the frame every once in a while. Um, but yeah, so he, he knows the tools that he has and he uses them to the fullest extent. It's Mm -hmm. very minimal in that way. Uh, but it's also, but what this movie is about is, um, is is a sense of rea- is like let me see how I should phrase this the movie is just about um interpreting reality and okay. how do you do that with someone that is so detached from it so he doesn't experience things like a normal person like yeah. the party he doesn't socialize like the party at the beginning he doesn't socialize by being there he socializes by seeing it through video got it he, he experiences even the murder through that and on top of that he even tells his parents he doesn't tell his parents he shows them the video like that's how he like that that's how he communicates that's the only way he can communicate that's how he tells the police so if you can't experience reality by being there you do it through there and now you have the sense of detachment got it completely avoid of any emotional response like I think that's why after it happens, he goes off like nothing happens. Like he goes off and does normal things for two days. He goes and, you know, hangs out with his friend. He goes, gets a haircut. He, yeah. And that's more realistic to me than what a, a movie might show would be now pulling its full attention to, you know, getting rid of the body. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not, it, it he's, trying to get back to a sense of normalcy because usually after he watches his videos, that's what's, that's what happens. Do you think that's what it means when he spills the milk? Cause right. when he, it's him cleaning the blood. It's a reminder of what he did. Yeah. But I guess the way I look at it now, first off, I want to say, I think you get your point, uh, for this episode. You've okay. given me a meaning that I really, I wouldn't have come to on my own. And that okay. is really, I got a lot more to think about. Um, and the you more we did talk most about of that, the like, talking today and I talked for four minutes, I nailed it. Well, you, you <laughs> nailed it with your concise and uh, to the point. Right. But one interpretation of that with the cleaning of the milk is maybe it's trying to show that he's just as detached cleaning the milk as he is with the blood and there's no difference to him. That's true. Yeah. It's, but we, the way that the audience looks at it, like, that shot is just on the milk and we're yeah. there. We're there that whole moment he's cleaning up the milk and it's the first thing that pops in your head while he's doing it. It yes, which is why I thought there there's got to be some reason why this is being shown like mm-hmm. this. And your your point about he's just this detached observer that's not a, attributing the normal things people attribute to like human life or any like Right. He doesn't see the world like we do. Yeah. So That's interesting. I didn't um, look up much on the movie just because I wanted it to be open and we talked about it and come to our own conclusion. But I did read one interview with Michael Haneke about why he made this movie. 
And he just kept seeing articles of this happening. Um, or, well, not kept. Like, he would come across them every once in a while. And he found that the common thing was they all said the same thing. They just said, I wanted to know what it felt like. Yeah. So if you don't have the sense of reality and you want to experience it, now you just, you're trying to make it feel real. So it's honestly, what's somewhat morbid about this is mm-hmm. I, I read a lot about like, um, what do they call it? Mindfulness and being present. Mm-hmm. I feel like Benny exemplifies <laughs> that. He's, yeah. He's just, he's so detached from his feelings that he's just observe. He's observing his feelings, which is like kind of what you want to mm-hmm. do in mindfulness, not yeah. judging them, just saying that's a feeling. Oh, yeah. that's what it's like to kill somebody. That's mm-hmm. what it's like to clean him up and rub the and blood on your you body. When you go to Egypt, you're just videotaping the whole time. You're not he watching should be a the guru. skydiver. He sh- <laughs> yeah. He should be teaching classes on YouTube. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but yeah, and it's also this, like, it's like if you experience, like, a horror movie or something, like, or any movie that's kind of your standard thriller or anything, you have this, like, fear that they instill in you, but you know it goes away. Mm-hmm. And when these actual horrors actually happen, that doesn't just go away. And I think oh, that's yeah. kind of what the, like, the time period between when he tells his parents and, like, the time period from that to the end of the movie, those are very long and drawn out for that specific reason. Like, this doesn't go huh. away. This stays with you. I taking that back to the pig piece mm-hmm. where it's like when the pig dies it doesn't go away the pig is dead mm-hmm. in that moment b- before he's dead and after he's dead it's totally different lives and it's kind of like like I f- it really makes you it's like an appetizer to appreciate how it's it's not the girl dying so much it's the total change of how everything around that like humans are not just individuals there's a whole group of interactions and things and the moment he kills her it's not just that she dies it's everything about their lives everybody involves life is is totally different and there's no going back from it yeah yeah you're you're, that's totally right there's no release from this movie it's just climax and then you're just stuck with it and then um, one last question I wanted to ask you. Uh, did you find, like, what did you think of the, I guess, the connection with the Bosnian conflict that they kept showing on the news? I don't know enough about, uh, yeah, you, that's a great call out. Well, in 1992 at the time, there was, the, I think there was a genocide going on in Bosnia. Okay. And they alluded like, a there lot was a that big, there was the, yeah, refugees. There, there was a, yeah, there was a big conflict. There's a violent axe. Um, I, I thought of it as like, oh, how are we, you know, middle class people are experiencing these horrific things through the news, through a visual uh, medium on a mass scale. Got it. So as much as Benny is doing that and we're kind of oh, seeing gosh. him as this evil being, are we all just Benny? Just experiencing you... these horrible... I mean, and... That, wow. well, I like Because he... Michael Haneke was making movies like this and about manipulation in media and how we kind of look at images like this and pornography and, like, violent acts and, like, what does that all mean and how that affects people. He was making these movies before the internet, like, was really a thing. And, like, now as just a mass scale, that like, how we interpret... How most people find their first encounters of things like mm-hmm. like a lot of people have first experiences completely online and through video means and through images um you have to wonder what that like really does as like a as a person and how you experience life like so know. here's here's a takeaway i have on that benny is an individual i feel like the bosnia conflict is an issue of a people and it's more mm-hmm. like we as a people are Benny instead of we as individuals are Benny. Like, yeah. like okay. let's say if the United States goes and starts war, 
The United mm-hmm. States is Benny. And right. we're part of him. We're Benny's hand. We're Benny's yeah. some neuron in Benny's brain or something. But we're not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's very... Uh, how much of this did you read or just in, intuit on your own? I didn't... There, I found like one random interview with Michael Haneke on YouTube. And it was like really low quality. And I just kind of watched it for a few minutes. Like I kind of skimmed through it. And that's just kind of some of the pieces I... Not the Bosnia thing or anything. It was mostly just kind of his intentions behind it. Like, that's how I got where, um, you know, ex- like how he experienced reality and stuff. But I also kind of got a sense of that while watching the movie. But, like, uh, mostly just of, like, why he made the movie. Um, mm. But. So, well, did, did you get a bigger sense of meaning out of this movie than after you had watched the movie? Or, I mean, before uh, you... Absolutely, absolutely. I think okay. y- you've, you've explained things I didn't even know I needed explaining. Okay. Or, like, you, you've given me appreciation for stuff that I would have ignored. And also a cool thing about Michael Haneke is, you know, sometimes, like, you know, a book is just a book, or, you know, a thing is just a thing. Like, mm-hmm. a, milk is just milk. Yeah, but it's it's he it, it's he has a very artistic kind of intention with his movies to where he doesn't apply any, he he loves the idea that you come up with your own reaction to everything. So there is no specific meaning to a lot of it. And I think that's like the whole point I'm going further and watching more movies is that what you should try to do is don't try to look so hard intently at specific things like you were kind of mentioning earlier. Like, what does this mean specifically? Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a collection of images and what it kind of means to a specific character on a grander scale when you watch movies. Okay. So to go against what you just told me not to do, what mm-hmm. does, uh, you, you know, when he kills her and then he's looking through her stuff? Yeah, I wrote that down. Do you want to know how I saw it? Sure. I just thought is just one of these little details. Like this is okay. This is a specific moment. Like this is something that would have happened. Yeah. That like you would cut normally. Like this is a very yeah, specific exactly. and you get like these faint remnants of this person that you don't even really know. And it's kind of just like making you think of the like, I mean, this is how this makes me feel. I don't know if this is what the intentions were or what's it supposed mm-hmm. to be. It just makes you think, oh, this is just the, yeah, the faint remnants of like this person, this, this poor girl, like that just is in this unlucky situation. And like, this is what we, this is the fragments of her that we have and how that life is just now gone. It's weird. Interesting. That's a that makes a lot of sense. I think that that works. One thing that stood out to me is it seemed really bland and empty. Like mm-hmm. you have you ever seen those like AI generated pictures where you can't tell anything in the photo but it all looks familiar? Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Like there's So you think like an AI bot made this movie? <laughs> well, maybe made that one scene. Maybe at least. Michael Haneke is an AI bot. <laughs> but like all the different books that she had, I mean it said physics on them or whatever, but they were all just like kind of nondescript, like this is just somebody's right. stuff. And but it was also random like very ran like wasn't there a photo of There something? was a photo of somebody holding a cat. But yeah, they didn't it was even such have a, a head. It was such a weird, but like, there's a story behind. Like, why is that weird photo, like a weirdly shot photo, like it meant something to her? It's like such a weird detail. Like, it's such a specific. It was the only thing in her wallet. Yeah. But what we don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're not supposed to know. Um, I think that I guess the main takeaway for me for the movie is we got to get rid of these nondescript people that have nothing to add. Yeah true (laughs) all right well you got something out of it should we go into next week's movie i mean we could just keep talking about benny's video for a couple weeks probably i mean we're already at 50 minutes (laughs) yeah we should go to next week's movie um 
Let's see. Okay. I I mean, you're not going to get the charades. I already, I'm just going to tell you. I, I still want to do it. It's fun. All right. I only have three things because I couldn't find more things about this movie. Wow. There's only three things about the movie? Yeah. Uh, it, this is a film by a Finnish filmmaker. Well, like the movie know. has an ending? Yeah. They finish it. <laughs> uh, he wrote the movie over one weekend so okay. it is a he uh and no no answers yet well i was just thinking like you you only share that stuff when you want some when if somebody <laughs> criticizes it you're like well i only wrote over a weekend so what do you and expect? it and the movie itself is only one hour in like 10 minutes or something like it's really short that's one th- all right before i guess because i have probably no idea you mentioned you want to give me a break about long movies. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's more like I want to break emotionally for some of these movies. Yeah, I, that's another thing. Is This movie's a little funnier and a little more, you know, it's not, I mean, it is, he's a very depressing filmmaker, but it's more funny than like violent, overly violent or anything. Okay, I have no idea who this is. It's a little, it is a little or lighter. It it's it's definitely a lot lighter. It's a change of pace. It's, uh, I, it, it's the movie is named Ariel from the Finnish filmmaker uh, Aki Karismaki. Interesting. Um, he's a really interesting guy. I kind of think of him as like the Finnish Jim Jarmusch. Like he makes these kind of interesting. Uh, I've only of... seen one Jim Jarmusch movie. Well, I saw a little bit of Coffee and Cigarettes, but I really liked Only Lovers Left Alive, like a lot. Oh, cool. Um, well, we, we might get to him in a, in a few weeks or so. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so this is just, uh, it, I'm not going to really tell you any more about it, especially since you've never seen an Aki Karasmaki movie. Uh, he does have his own style. He's made a good number of movies since the eighties. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of, he makes these kind of deadpan comedy yeah that's it they're deadpan comedy movies but it's yeah it's called I, ariel I won't spoil it. yeah all right sounds good all I right no idea what I'm i would for. ask you what you think but yeah you probably have no idea it's totally a little clueless. so people aren't just getting murdered and then you watch it gruesomely for two hours so that's <laughs> not there so like it won't be like uh uncomfortable uh association with this really horrific event for a long period of time so oh good well, let's change your pace i thought i'd give you a v- little break <laughs> yeah well you definitely uh kicked it off with a with a bang yeah great well i'm cool. uh honestly i i really i, I can't say i enjoyed it because people might start to wonder about me but mm-hmm. uh i it really got my brain firing so I yeah, appreciate it. It's that kind of movie. It. He makes yeah. challenging movies. Cool. All right. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.